Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Well, welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I am so honored and excited to have with me um, a journalist, right? I would call you a journalist first. I am one. (laughs) Yes. Um, I I say that just because a lot of times I have people who are like an active ministry that do a lot of deliverance. um, And Stephen String has a very amazing testimony. He actually is is the actual creator of Charisma. So you actually started Charisma back in your 20s, correct? I was 24 years old. Which is absolutely amazing. And it's still around. And so you just know a lot of people you've you've interviewed for U.S. presidents. You've been on many different news channels. Um, So you have a lot of significant influence and you've written best-selling books. Um, I think God and Donald Trump was one of the best-selling books that you've had. Um, And we're here to talk about um, spirit-led living in an upside-down world. So I'm really excited to have you on. It is such an honor. Thank you for being here. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you. And uh, yes, I am a journalist. I was, I, I had a knack for writing and I was a little bit nosy, I guess. So I like to have questions. <laughs> I trained to be a journalist. Of course, when I was in journalism school in the 70s, we had no idea how things would change. But, you know, the press was very liberal back then. It just wasn't like, oh, at least they pretended to be, you know, fair and balanced. And I discovered fairly early that I really did not want to spend my life clawing my way to the top of the secular news business because I was a very committed kind of on-fire Christian back then. I didn't go around uh, shoving the four spiritual laws down everyone's throat, although I was not hesitant to talk about Jesus. They all knew it. And I also could see that my my career was somewhat limited, and I I was passionate to do something for the Lord. Mm -hmm. I... uh, had an interview with Mario Murillo and he and I were talking about it. And I, I said, I wanted to serve the Lord, but I didn't know how to preach. So I started a little magazine uh, called Charisma. We actually yeah. started at a, you know, what now would be called a mega church. Mm-hmm. And um, by God's grace, one thing led to another. And yes, I've had a very interesting uh, career. The New York times or somebody did an article on me and they called me a former journalist. And I was kind of, insulted. I thought, no, I'm still a journalist. But Oral Roberts one time, who hated the press, or I should say, he didn't trust the press. <laughs> That's a yeah. way. Because, you know, they had, you know, he'd gotten so much negative press over the years by people. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been early versions of what we see everywhere now. But, you know, back yeah. in the 50s, they were right. attacking faith healers and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he, mm-hmm. he said, don't call yourself a journalist. I said, well, what should I call myself. He said, call yourself a man of God. Well, you know, to me, that seems, uh, I don't know, pretty prideful, but I, I just, I'll never forget his comment. And then when you said journalist, I had to think of it, but you know, I'm just a guy who's trying to serve the Lord really as all of us should be. I, I'm mostly a publisher. In fact, our number one author 
is uh, Jonathan Kahn. He has had eight New York Times bestseller. The Josiah Manifesto is oh, uh, the latest one. And is, in fact, he, he predicts the, uh, or, or he says things that are almost like prophetic for the Hamas-Israel war that we're in right now. He talks mm -hmm. about a 50-year mystery that started 50 years almost to the hour of when the Yom Kippur War started 50 years ago. Wow. You know, it just, it's just amazing. And then uh, in the last couple of years, starting with God and Donald Trump, partly because I thought there was an untold story. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody was writing about the Christian aspect mm -hmm. of uh, this obscure, well, he wasn't so obscure, but in terms of politician, he was obscure rich businessman who you know ascended to be president and uh yeah we don't have time to go into that but i've written several books and the latest one spirit-led living in an upside down world i really wrote it because the world is so upside down mm -hmm. and i sensed that people even christian people were almost depressed almost feeling yes. like the other side is one you know yes. woe is us the persecution mm -hmm. is coming you know, mm -hmm. let's all dig bunkers and go down to the bunkers and save ourselves from the coming doom. And uh, I believe that the power of the Holy Spirit empowers us to, first of all, to get over, you know, what I described in hyperbole, of course, mm -hmm. but to be able to live in it and exist and also to have power to stand against it because, uh, you know, this is a cultural comment and, of course, being in the news business and being a Christian leader, I'm very aware of this, but when, when, cons when Christians and other conservatives stand up to the bullies, they basically back down, but they are so used to getting their way mm. for the last 50 years and maybe longer, because a lot of this stuff goes back to the 1920s. You know, I yeah. can, I've actually given lectures and, and kind of help people to understand but certainly since the turbulent 60s, which I'm old enough to remember, that, they were horrible times too. But we've yeah. got to be able to stand up, but we can't stand up on our own. Yeah. But we can stand up through the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. And um, one, of the, one of the things in the book that uh, Gordon Robertson at CBN seemed to like was a, a word picture that the late Fred Price gave. Mm. He said that uh, putting on scuba gear will not keep you from getting wet but it will allow you to live in a hostile environment that otherwise would kill you. That's good. And, you know, you just, you take your, your life uh, supporting oxygen with you mm -hmm. in, in, underwater. I mean, uh, a human being can stay underwater, what, maybe two minutes at the most, right. or maybe three or four, but you can stay underwater with oxygen as long as it lasts, you know, which could be several hours. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like that with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can help us mm -hmm. to exist in a hostile, sinful world and even be happy and have love, joy, peace, the fruit of the Spirit, you know, yeah, even well, in cancel culture and, yeah. and discrimination and everything else that happens, that is possible. And, you know, while you're dealing with mental health, all love, joy, peace, aren't those things that we all want in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd even go even beyond just, you know, surviving, but actually going and making a difference. And because to me, that's what you did, like in the place that you were at, 
you received so many encouraging words to do more. Like you could have just stayed here, but the Holy Spirit moved you to this bigger place beyond what you could ever ask or imagine. And decades later, and this amazing career, look at the impact that you've had because you listened to the Holy Spirit. Well, like, you're very kind, you know. But other people like can do this. Said, yeah. Stick your fist into a bucket of water, pull it out and see the imprint you made. So, <laughs> you know. But it's all, that's, all but that's the Holy Spirit. Imprint. But you, you yeah. quoted part of my favorite scripture, Ephesians 3.20, mm -hmm. that the Lord is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And that mm -hmm. is absolutely true mm -hmm. uh, in my life. Now, I was always a pretty good student. Um, and I was always involved in all the clubs and the Spanish club and the band and the student newspaper and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think that I would have been voted the most likely to succeed in my high school class. I just don't. Mm -hmm. But I did have a vision for the, my life. I had some good mentors. I had some, a really strong relationship with the Lord. And I just, I just knew that if, I, and I learned a lot about faith. In fact, I learned it from Kenneth Copeland back in the day. And we're still friends now, and I've been able to share with him the impact. And, mm -hmm. you know, really anybody can have an experience with God and hang on to it. And, it. and it's more than just, if you have an experience with God, like maybe you go to a Rodney Howard Brown meeting or something or a Ben yeah. meeting and just <laughs> yeah. really get touched by the Holy Spirit. I mean, you're going to feel good for two or three, four weeks, mm -hmm. but, you know, eventually it's going to wear off. And then That's what? True. And a yeah. lot of people kind of are wet, worse off afterwards. You know, it's kind right. of like, you know, if I can't, we used to say in the old days, we used to say goosebumps. You know, when you felt the Lord, you had goosebumps. I'm not sure that's yeah. the best uh, word picture, but we've got to, and really anybody, wherever you are, you, mm -hmm. God has a plan. The Bible is clear that God has a plan for everyone, yeah. regardless of age, socioeconomic mm -hmm. situation, race nationality right. mm -hmm. and i've over my career i've tried to be an encourager to people you know uh you know in my case at least at this point in life it would mostly be you know young men and you know 35 to 45 they 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 tend to be like uh they're attracted to mentors like uh, yes steel shavings to a magnet i mean <laughs> it's the most <laughs> You know, and I try to encourage them. I did it as recently as this week. I had, uh, I was, I spent some time with a young man from Minnesota, and mm -hmm. uh, he has been very, very successful. But here he is in his early forties, wondering, is there more? Yeah. Um, that's called midlife crisis, by the way. If you know <laughs> but I think, yeah. I think that the Holy Spirit can help us to do more than we could ever do on our own. And I, and in in this book which is really kind of a primer on the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm not a minister. I've never been a minister. I'm not a theologian by training. Mm -hmm. I do read the Bible, and I believe that what I say is doctrinally true, but I don't preach at people. I talk about the gifts. I talk about speaking in tongues. I talk, talk about the fruit of the Spirit. But I also talk about discouragement. I talk mm -hmm. about tribulation. Everyone's going to have some tribulation in your life. I don't care if it's just a death in the family that just really knocks yeah. you off your feet. And Absolutely. You're, if somebody dies in the family, it's not your fault. I mean, mm -hmm. and sometimes depending on where we are in life or who the person is, it can be just absolutely devastating. 
everyone right. will have problems. You're going to lose a job. You're going to lose a marriage. <laughs> Something's yeah. going to happen. And mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit has to help us through that. And I even have a whole chapter on goal setting. And I've been a goal setter. In fact, in my 20s, I had some mentors and I read books that helped me to set goals. And, mm -hmm. you know, by God's grace, he's done exceeding abundantly uh, above. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mark Batterson, who's somebody I really admire, he did a book on prayer. He had a mm -hmm. whole chapter on goal setting. And he talked about his goal, like to climb some mountain in South America and all that kind of stuff. I find that very, very stimulating myself. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, Somehow he made it work in his book on prayer. And I thought if he could do it, I could do it. So I just encourage people to mm -hmm. set goals, but not just in their own strengths, but to set God-sized goals mm -hmm. and to ask God to give us goals that are going to fail without the power of the Holy Spirit and then to believe in faith to go beyond what our goals are. And so the book is very, very practical, but... I've been waiting to mention this. I have a whole chapter on what a lot of people call deliverance. And um, yeah, I, I was very appreciative that you actually had a whole chapter on that. Um, and that's what the, I mean, it, it just, I, I really appreciate it. Um, and in it, you, you said something about, I'm going to just read part of this. Um, actually, I don't know if it was you or if you were quoting somebody, um, but you said that bad habits often um, have other problems at their root, which I agree, including strongholds in the mind or soul. And you have said strongholds are not demons because often we want it to be a demon. Then we can just, you know, pray it away. And it's no, we actually have to walk out healthy choices and actually like move through, you know, and, and have walk in obedience too. And that's where the, the help of the Holy spirit is really important. You're absolutely right. And the Bible says a lot about strongholds. You don't hear a lot of sermons about it, but there's a lot in the New Testament about strongholds. And mm -hmm. the Bible says that strongholds have to be pulled down. A demon is to be cast out. A stronghold yeah. is to be pulled down. And yeah. often it takes more than one because habits mm -hmm. and everything else. And I personally, you know, mm -hmm. somebody can't come to Christ if they're totally possessed of the devil. They just can't. They, the Holy Spirit has to lead you. Now, Demons, I, I believe, and again, I'm not a theologian, and sometimes it comes down to a matter of semantics, but I, I believe that sometimes demons can take hold a part of our life or our personality, but, and, you know, sometimes it's like it's oppression instead of possession, and there's yeah. been a lot of debates mm -hmm. on that. I mm -hmm. do deal with some of that because I, I want people to understand, but the fact is, if you have something, some problems are medical, yeah, and you're you're not going to cast them out. You're going to solve them. And some are psychological, and need to be need to be dealt with that way. But if if it's not a medical problem and counseling, renewing of the mind, those things don't work. It's probably de demonic in some ways. And you know, there's been a real interest in this recently. In fact, there was that movie called Out in Jesus' Name. And if people haven't seen it, they need to go on live streaming and find it. It's very very. Uh, they've had a great deal of success, and people flock to yes. their mass deliverance services. And just this week, mm -hmm. uh, Mike Cigarelli, who is part of that Demon Slayers group of, mm -hmm. of young ministers and evangelists, yep. uh, uh, he had a movie too. His was called mm -hmm. The Domino Revival. It was more about salvations 
and, and the hunger spiritually that's happening. But yes. a lot of these men looked to Alexander Pagani, um, who wrote a book on secrets of deliverance, which we had, I had the privilege of publishing. We published it in 2018. It didn't oh, sell that well. It was, you know, what we would have called kind of a small book, but I'll tell you what, since that movie came out, everybody's talking about it and the book is flying off the shelf, which for a publisher <laughs> like me is a real blessing. But yeah. more important, it's like that people are waking up and seeing, you know, it's almost like people, I kind of said this a minute ago, it's like people mm -hmm. are more desperate than ever before. Right. And um, well, we you know, can, we we can clearly, yeah, you can see that there's a lot of pain that's going on. And so a lot of people are like, I, I think that this, there's something spiritual happening. Like, I, I feel like there's people that even don't believe in God or even believe in so, you know, Jesus, that he's our savior. They believe something's happening. So I think it's people are, are recognizing and getting curious in the supernatural because there's so much bad that's happening right now. You're exactly right. This is not the, the only bad time in history. We do have, we are concerned. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, this uh, Israel-Hamas war could spin out of control and trigger, mm -hmm. you know, the battle of Armageddon. We just don't know. Those things are in God's right. hands. Right. The book of Revelation says there's going to be a battle so bad that half the people on the earth are going to die. And I grew up in a church that said, well, Christians don't have to worry because we're going to be snatched out in the rapture. And that mm -hmm. may happen, but we don't know for sure. That's really more right. like a theory. And it if is. that happens, yeah. a lot of Christians are going to die too. But you know what? If we, if we die and we're ready to see Jesus, mm -hmm. uh, we go from this terrible situation into the arms of God, which mm -hmm. is not a thing to fear. Absolutely. And, but we have to have a mindset Mm -hmm. of believing the word of God, being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, I personally hope that all this really bad stuff happens long after I'm dead. And I'm mm -hmm. sure we all feel like that. But the yeah. fact is that the Holy Spirit can help us. And that's why I wrote the book. And that's what I hope people get out of it. That yeah. it's just, it's almost like a guideline and yes. deliverance is very yeah. much a part of that because we cannot be effective for Christ. We can't help other people. We can't really walk in faith if we're right. bogged down by these strongholds and things in our lives and fighting yeah. depression and all kinds of addictions and you know whatever else goes along with it. But Jesus, you know, the devil has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. But Jesus has come to give life and to give life more abundantly and all yeah, of us, I, everyone who calls himself a Christian ought to be aware of that and walk in that, right. in my opinion. Yeah. And I, I have a question for you just because this being spirit led is actually newer for me um, within the last five years. And I actually hadn't been exposed to charismatic or, you know, I think my parents would call them holy rollers and I kind of came from that where it was more like it's those people over there. That's the weird church. And I guess now that I know what I know, I, I so am confused at why it's being made fun of and why more people don't operate in this because we're all kind of, like you said, walking around with strongholds and we're all like half oppressed and struggling when the full power of God is available through the Holy Spirit. And so 
I guess I want to know is, you know, more of a newer walking in the walking with the Holy Spirit where you've done this most of your life. Why? And maybe this is like, like a naive question of me, but like, why don't more Christians operate with the Holy Spirit? Well, first of all, the devil blinds people, but there's also religious traditions. In fact, some of the demons that are the worst are the religious demons. You know, True. there are people that go to church yeah. that are so demonized. I mean, you haven't seen a nasty mm -hmm. fight until you've seen a church split, you know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. where Christian people can be really, really nasty if, if they're not being led by the Holy Spirit. But some yeah. of this is cultural. So we've always had uh, certain groups of people look down on certain groups of people. And so, you know, in the 1800s, there were a lot of pious people. People went to church a lot more back then than they do now. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, the big church with the big uh, pipe organ and mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. ministers with doctor degrees and, and high-sounding sermons, there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that. It's a certain religious tradition. It, yep. Yep. You know, Lutheran, Presbyterian, that kind of thing. Then you had the people that had camp meetings out in the woods with mm. the sawdust trail and they'd preach and they'd and people would run down and get saved and and they they sometimes would put sawdust down you know i guess because things were muddy you know what i'm saying and that I revivalist don't. i haven't that revivalist heard of that thing yeah. goes back to the to the uh, first great awakening in yeah. the 1700s the second great awakening in the 1800s then in the 1900s came the pentecostal revival and those, the first great awakening, second great awakening, were soundly criticized. And a lot of it was people that were pious, and they were kind of like too good to act that way, and they kind of looked down on these people, and, and maybe the people did act weird. I mean, there's a lot of weirdness in society. But True, some of yeah. what you're talking about is kind of, a, uh, is kind of an elitist attitude, Mm -hmm. Looking down, and as far as Pentecostals are concerned, it came out of the black experience in that William Seymour, the yes. main leader at Azusa. Yeah. And yeah. so because of that, the African-American religious tradition, which would be clapping your hands and raising your hands and saying, preach it, brother, and all that kind of stuff, that's out of the black experience. Nothing wrong with that, but the early Pentecostals, black... And it was very, very integrated at the beginning. People were touched by the Holy Spirit and the racism of the day and all melted away. Sadly, segregation of the day kind of made the different groups, you know, divide. And that's a discussion for another day. But yeah. some of what people look down on is they don't like clapping the hands and, you know, jumping mm -hmm. up and down and all that. However, um, a lot of these churches that are like that are dying. Nobody goes to the church. Yeah. And the, even their members don't come to church very much. The churches that are growing are the ones where there's life and enthusiasm and people are excited about Jesus. And of right. course, the whole music thing now with the bands and the worship teams and you know, even in a little bit more liturgical kinds of churches have been influenced basically by the Pentecostals. Now, yeah. you know... I gave you a brief overview, and of course, I've dealt with that. We've done articles, you know, on and on and on. But I just thought that based on what you said, that maybe it would be helpful for your viewers to get a little history. Part of the criticism is that, plus, 
there are people that want to play up every single thing that's wrong with anyone in the church, that's especially true. hypocrisy with leadership. And we yeah. cannot put up with um, double standards and all that with leadership. Right. But there are people that want to make the church look bad. It's kind of mm -hmm. cancel culture. And it's been going on for a long, 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 long time. It's just that it's kind of spilled over into other kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But there's been people that have been wanting to cancel Pentecostalism, fundamentalism. And now there are people that kind of want to cancel religion altogether. There are some that would be happier to have a totally secular society. However, secularism, in my opinion, is a type of religion. Uh, they would never call it that, but they have their rights and yeah. wrongs. They have things they consider right. sin. They have things that they will punish you over just right. as much as, as a religion would. Right. And, you know, again, that's a discussion for another day. Maybe we can do another podcast. And mm -hmm. I do deal with some of this stuff in my book because, you know, part of the book is the upside down world. And what I just described is upside down where mm -hmm. good is called evil and evil is called that's, good. That's exactly and right. For a long, long time, there has been evil gambling, drinking, you know, they're right, right. evil things. People say, oh, mm -hmm. it's okay. You know, it's fun. It's okay. But what we're seeing now is that um, evil things are called good or good things are Christian people are called haters because right. they won't go along with the alphabet soup uh, mm -hmm. agenda of, of right. how society should be. That, right. that is relatively new. Uh, mm -hmm. There are people who have been fired because they put a scripture verse on their own Facebook page and somebody considered that hate speech because it made them feel bad because they're not religious. I mean, that's just insanity. Mm -hmm. It totally is. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. it's only a relatively few things, but it's right. kind of foreshadowing of things to come. And it's one reason why we have to be bold and stand up yeah. against it and also yeah. defend those who are, who are subject to that. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of Christians are run and hide because they're afraid that someone's going to take a pot shot at them. And mm -hmm. I've, I've talked to people that have been discriminated against and it's like, nobody mm -hmm. will come to their aid on the other side, the secular people, boy, they'll, they'll, uh, support people all day long and protest and everything else. Again, all this is upside down world. And I deal with it in my book, spirit led mm -hmm. living in an upside down world. Notice how I, Heidi, how I just kind of fit that in. <laughs> mm -hmm. You totally did. And I love the cover of it. I love how it's the mountains are on the top and then it's upside down. <laughs> so just beautiful cover. Um, how can we have hope? I mean, you do talk about this a little bit about not, you know, how can we not be the one that's going in the bunker and saying, okay, I'm just going to hide away. And but how do we walk out our calling and our purpose and, and, and let the Holy Spirit lead us instead of just being quiet and, and getting small. Well, I heard someone say one time that you've got to know and you're knower. You just got mm -hmm. to know down here that God's word is true, that God loves you, mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit will empower you. And if you know it's true, you automatically have hope because it, things are not hopeless. It's yeah. not something we work up in ourselves, right. but I'll give you a, Maybe it's a silly little example. I've only been arrested once in my life, and it was in communist China. 
And what happened was I had gone in as a tourist with some Christians, and they would smuggle Bibles across the border. They, would, they gave us Bibles. I had about 50 in my bag. And they opened my bag, and I was arrested. But do you know what? I was not particularly fearful because I knew that the United States government would come to my aid if they tried to put me in prison. Mm -hmm. Actually, I was detained for several hours, and then they let us go. They confiscated the Bibles. My friends told me that the guards would sell them on the black market. And so the Bibles got in regardless. Plus, at the time, the communist government was saying, you don't need to smuggle Bibles because we have freedom. I saw with my own eyes there was no freedom. And I, mm -hmm. I raised large sums of money to print Bibles. So, you know, all things work together for good. But the point yeah. I was making, it was the only time I was probably in any kind of danger like that. But yeah. I just knew that the United States government was not going to let them start World War III over me, you know. Right. And because right. of that, I had hope. All I had to do, Aww. it was kind of uncomfortable sitting around and waiting. I didn't know right. how long that would be. Yeah. I wondered if I'd spend the night in jail it would have been that would have been an interesting experience but when we know who we are when we know we are loved that gives yeah. us hope it and, does and Love that. we can talk to ourselves i do it all the time you know yeah. i'm an overcomer yeah, I love god loves me i can yeah. do it all yeah. things work together for good self talk yeah. is very very important but yeah. it isn't in our own strength it's through the power of the holy spirit and speaking truth God's word is true, is true whether we know it or don't know it, whether we're alive or dead, whether the bad guys are winning or we're winning. God's word is true. And all yeah. we can do is try to walk in that reality. And then we have hope. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. This has been really awesome having you on. Um, I would love it if you could, before we can, I want you to talk about how people could get your book. Could you pray for the listeners? I would be glad to. You know, the easiest way to get my book is on Amazon. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have everything, you know. We also uh, sell it online, and it's still in many bookstores. I just bought a copy in Barnes & Noble. It was kind of cool. <laughs> that is cool. I could do to not tell the clerk, hey, guess who wrote this, this book? This is but, my book. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. But we, our, our uh, website is called uh, mycharismashop.com. And, yep. uh, and I'm going to spell that. So it's C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A-H-O-U-S-E.com. Well, that, well, that's Charisma House. Actually, the, oh, Chris, the website is My yes. Charisma Shop, S-H-O-P. Got it. It's, it's Thank a you. little shopping app that we have. And Got if anybody it. buys it from us, they get a signed copy. I, I sign a couple of boxes full of books and then as the orders come in they send awesome I'm not very able cool. to, you know to personalize it because the logistics would be just unbelievable but you know yeah. and uh, it's also an audible um awesome and i so, actually yep. listened to it on audible and found a mistake which we were able to correct um, good yeah that's great happened, you corrected. But, so uh it's not very expensive. I just, I actually checked it today and Amazon has it on sale, uh, a little bit on sale. They have some kind of algorithm. I had, I have no idea how that works, but yeah. I do encourage people to get it. Thank you for uh, letting me encourage people. Well, yeah, and we'll I'll see put the, the link. If the sales spike as a yeah, result we'll put, of this podcast. Yeah, I'll put the link on the, sh um, 
where the notes of the show are at and the, on all um, on Instagram and YouTube and also on Facebook. So the link will be on there. Okay. And I'm happy to pray when you're ready. Yes, go ahead. So Father Cod, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We know that you're God, no matter what is going on. And I just pray for those who are listening, who may be struggling with something, who maybe have been touched by something that I've said. Hopefully this is an, an answer. Lord, I just pray that my book will be an answer for many people. If my book says anything right, it's only because it lines up with the Word of God. But Lord, sometimes we need to have someone help us connect the dots to see what's going on. And you have a plan for everyone. You don't want anyone to be depressed or lonely or have strongholds in their lives. I just pray for deliverance of somebody is really battling with somebody, something. Lord, I pray that either they can do self-deliverance, which I talk about in the book, or that you will lead them to a ministry that can help them in this area. Thank you for Heidi and her very important ministry. Lord, I just pray that you'll bless her abundantly and the people that she ministers to. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being on the show. My privilege. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.